Holly is going to read our um, scripture passage for the day. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place there over the last few days? He said to them, what things? They said to him, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago, but there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interrupted for them, interpreted for them the things written about himself in all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead, but they urged him saying, stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures for us? Then they, they got up right then and went, returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, the Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. Thanks, Holly. So I'm preaching today. As you can see, Chris isn't here this Sunday. Chris is worshiping with the gathering church. His mentor, Mark, is retiring. So I think it's his last Sunday there. So it's a big Sunday for Chris and everyone at gathering. So he's worshiping with them today. And so I'm preaching today. It's also my last Sunday as the student intern, but I'll still be around Oak Church for the next long while, next year or so. So happy to still be here. And then I guess that's all. We'll dive in to the scripture. And thanks, Holly, for reading that. It was wonderful. So the book of Luke involves many stories that like orient around roads. And this story, the Emmaus Road, is another one of them. Like book of Luke opens up and Mary and Joseph are traveling on a road to Bethlehem. And then most of the book of Luke is unraveling Jesus's journey from where he lives to Jerusalem. So it's on this road, even the key parables that we always talk about in Luke, the good Samaritan and the prodigal son are also parables about life on the road. So it's fitting that after Luke's resurrection passage that he goes straight back to the road the verses before today's passage returns to this theme of journey on the road. And the verses before the empty tomb has been discovered by female disciples of Christ who soon tell the 12 
and then basically the that section ends with they see an empty tomb and then they're all shocked and we don't get any more commentary or he has risen anything else and it cuts to this bizarre scene of a man named Cleopas and another unnamed guy who I'm going to call Cleopas and company make them a little gang together so they're talking and reflecting on the bizarre events that we now call Holy Week. And Jesus appears to them at the same time and joins their conversation, but he's not the Jesus they know. He's in some sort of disguise. He's a stranger and they don't know who he is. So he joins their conversation and butts in and they start talking about the events that have transpired in Jerusalem the previous, like the last week, because this is the same Sunday. And they were talking about how Jesus was a man named Jesus, a great prophet, and was doing all this stuff in Jerusalem and causing trouble, and that the high officials and the Romans put him on trial and crucified him, and then he died, and it was put in a grave, and now the body is missing. So it's a pretty interesting, because these two men must have the inside scoop with the rest of the disciples of what's going on. This is the same day as the resurrection. And they know that Jesus's body is already gone. But for them, they haven't connected the dots that Jesus is still is, is risen and alive. And there's, they're in this confusion. And I imagine them like, if you ever had a hard day and like, you just need to go on a walk and like clear your head or like, talk to someone. And it seems like they've given up hope or like, they're just confused. So they're like, you know what, we're going to walk home. This is too much. Maybe the confusion and the chaos of the last week's event has left them afraid, emotionally spent, or just a re- they just need a reset back to everyday normal life. So as they're talking and they're having their doubts and working through what's happened, Jesus still disguises a stranger, brings them back to reality. And he says, how foolish are you and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he exclaimed to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus, is, Jesus challenges his disciples, Cleopas and his traveling companion. They have the news of what has happened in the world, but they have not seen the hope of the resurrection, but only the confusion and despair attached to an empty grave with no answers. They are bound in reality's constraints and draw conclusions based on logic. Jesus is almost trying to get them to realize what has happened, the resurrection, but they just haven't connected the dots yet. As it gets darker, the men reach home, but Jesus keeps walking. It's kind of funny in this part of the passage because it seems like he doesn't have anywhere to go and he like wants them to invite him. Like he's definitely like playing a game with them in some ways. It's pretty funny to read. But the men invite Jesus in to stay with them because it's at it's nighttime and share a meal. However, when they sit down to eat, something strange happens. Verses 30 and 32 say, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? So this is a kind of a strange apparent, a, a strange situation, not just because a stranger comes to your house for dinner and like eats a little bit and then just vanishes. But also because Jesus is a visitor invited into someone's house and then he sits down, takes the bread and presumes the role of a host. He takes the bread and breaks it and gives thanks for it. 
and distributes it to his guest. In this encounter of breaking bed, the sharing of a meal, they are able to see the identity of this stranger who is Jesus. At the table hosted by Jesus, Cleopas and company have received a new vision, a new perspective on recent events. Christ is risen, Christ is present, and Christ is working at the table. After this realization, the men return to Jerusalem, probably proclaiming some good news or rejoining with the band of disciples they were with before. Like these men, we too are living in uncertain times. The news and scoop of what's, what's really going on in the world leaves us in unrest, despair, and confusion. We often don't know what to think, what to do, or what to believe, and what's the way forward. We were living in a crisis moment no one would have expected or ever seen coming. Every day there seems to be a new headline that takes our energy. It's very rare nowadays to meet someone who is unaware of a crisis headline of the day. When talking to Chris about this passage, we, we talked about um, the type of people now that like wouldn't know the daily crisis, whether it's whatever it's, if you're supposed to wear a mask or not, or what the president said. And we kind of came up with a vision of like the only person that wouldn't know would be someone who's just like living in the middle of nowhere, like off the grid. So it's interesting to see this stranger. Like he, that's kind of how I view him like today. Like he's someone that will like, like you wouldn't expect and he doesn't really know what's going on. So Cleopas and company encounter this person, the one guy who doesn't know the headline of the day. Maybe he doesn't listen to news or NPR, doesn't have a smartphone. This stranger, Christ in disguise, isn't in the inner circle of disciples or the religious people who know what's going on. This stranger, what this stranger lacks in assurance of control, he gains a knowledge of the scripture, prophecy, and the long-lasting promises of God. He understands who God is and how God acts and how that's not tied up to every weekly event, but in the broader history of God's work. The men aren't able to recognize the stranger until they have the chance to sit down and allow Christ to host them, to gift to them and transform the way they see their current crisis in the the scope of larger story of Christian salvation. We too are in a situation of crisis where our conversations are often just snippets of news trying to piece together what's happening in our world and current events. Gathering as a community to share in a meal hosted by Jesus becomes a place of rest and revelation as well. It equips us to see our our relationship to a larger story of salvation and gives us the strength to proclaim the risen Christ through our words and action. When Jesus breaks the bread with these men in Luke 24 on the road to Emmaus, he takes them back to the Passover meal in Exodus and the meal in the upper room just a few chapters before. But these events are situated during, are also situated during times of crisis. The Passover meal comes during Israel's persecution in Egypt and their fight for freedom from slavery. These two were uncertain times of plagues, violence, and chaos. As the people of God gathered for this meal, the meal in the upper room where Christ broke bread with his disciples is to a meal on the verge of crisis, on the precipice of the passion of the Christ, being betrayed by his disciples and the seeming end of a movement that brought thousands healing and hope. Gathering to be with Christ through word and the sharing of a meal has provided rest and revelation and strength to carry on the work of the kingdom for the people of God. Across time and space, from the Passover to the Passion, 
to the Emmaus Road, to the many times we've had communion together at Oak Church, and now having communion virtually in many different homes. Later in our service, we will partake of this meal. Although we're not here physically together, this meal has no less power than if we were gathered. Like the disciples at Emmaus, on the Emmaus Road, we'll have the chance to sit down, to slow down, and encounter Christ and gain the rest, renewal, and revelation that we desperately need during a time of crisis. Let's pray. Um, dear Lord, thank you for this season of Easter to celebrate your resurrection. And many times this time of year, especially during these times, we might not feel like we are resurrected or like everything is going to plan, but pray as we gather today for communion and conversation that you will give us the rest and renewal to carry on for another day and another week. Amen.